The Successful and Fit Podcast, Episode 6. Focus, time management, and improving productivity is important for everyone looking to get ahead in life. Whether you are a parent, a business owner, or a competitive athlete, our world is full of distractions that pull us from the things that really need to get done in order for us to be successful at any one thing. So how do we sift through the clutter and concentrate on the most important tasks? To answer this question, I took a look at a population of people who struggle every minute of every day with keeping their minds focused. People with ADHD. To get some professional insight into our crazy, often distracted minds, I had a chat with licensed psychotherapist, productivity expert, and host of the ADHD Rewired podcast, Eric Tivers. Eric sheds light on some really interesting points as it relates to not only dealing with ADHD, but also how to better focus our attention on things that are important to our daily success. This episode is near and dear to me as I grow my business and look to compete at a higher level in CrossFit. As you know, finding balance in life is the reason I launched this podcast. And Eric provides a wealth of knowledge on the topic. And a quick side note, he helped me better understand my own struggles with potential ADHD, which I learned can be just as much, if not more of a problem, in adults as it is in children. So without further ado, here's my highly interesting interview with Eric Tivers. Starting a business is one of the most rewarding things you can do in life, both personally and financially. But it's not easy. It takes grit, passion, open-mindedness, and most importantly, a plan on how to balance it all. Welcome to the Successful and Fit Podcast, the show that teaches you how some of the most successful people on earth got their start and how they balance building their business or brand with achieving a personally satisfying life. Awesome. Eric, thanks a lot for chatting with me today. I'm pretty pumped. Um, I've been listening to your podcast, ADHD Rewired, uh, quite a bit recently, um, mostly because I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, the the difference between actual ADHD and having that kind of bright, shiny object syndrome, which, uh, as we know, both know, John Lee Dumas always talks about uh, for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and business owners. But can you start out just by telling a little bit about yourself, your background, and um, what, you're go- what, what you have going on right now? Sure. So, well, uh, thanks for having me on. Congratulations on your launch of the, the podcast. It's Thank a, you. It's a fun ride. So you're, you're in the beginning and that kind of new and noteworthy period. Man, it's, it's fun. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you found my podcast. Um, so what about me and kind of what I do? So um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, um, also known as a psychotherapist, and I do coaching. And I specialize in, as you guess, ADHD as well as autism spectrum disorders. Okay. And um, and I actually have ADHD myself. And uh, so what you know, what's really exciting for me is that as a as a therapist and coach, you know, I can be very authentic and and open with my clients. 
because I, you know, I get it and I don't have everything figured out and I certainly still have my, my struggles. Um, but, I, and I share some of those things, but I have figured so many of the things out that I used to struggle with, uh, just profoundly in, in the past that it's really exciting that, that I work with clients. And, you know, one of the most common things that people will tell me is, you know, they've seen four or five, six other people and I'm the first one that finally gets it. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's a really kind of cool thing for me to hear. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I like that. I like that positive reinforcement. And so I like to see the clients that I'm working with kind of meet the goals that they're, they're aiming to, to achieve. And so it's, it's really cool. And it's been a really fun experience, uh, you know, being both a therapist and then, you know, in the last uh, year, so I'm really branching out more into the online space because, um, you know, I want to be able to reach more people. And as you kind of alluded to that, that bright, shiny object, well, you know, there's a lot of the, those things online. And so it's something new and it's a new venture that i am uh, been undertaking over the past year with the launch of the podcast that I launched in the beginning or the end of March. Um, and I'm going to be out uh, probably by the time this airs. I'll have episode 45 out, and I haven't missed a week, which is, uh, you know, that, that's, that to me is a, a huge accomplishment. Um, so that's kind of a bit about what I do. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, the bright, shiny object syndrome online. I'm sure that I – mean, let, me, let me ask you this. Does, yes. does, does that throw people for a loop, you know, people with ADHD? I mean, in this digital age we live in, there's a million and one other distractions now right. that – <laughs> that right. weren't there, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, right. is, is this, this is a big question I have, and I'm sure I know for a fact, a lot of other people have, but yes, do more, do we all just have ADHD now? No. Okay, <laughs> good. I know you get I, that I question you, all no, the time. No, we don't. And no, there's not more of it. Okay. Okay. So, so let's start by what is ADHD? ADHD is a, a disorder that stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Okay, so that's the the uh, clinical name for this disorder. Um, it used to be called ADD. A lot of people still refer to it as ADD, especially for people who don't have the symptoms of hyperactivity, because uh, one of the things that people are often very surprised to to know, I, and I would fall into this category, is that. You don't have to have hyperactivity to have ADHD. You can have what's referred to as as uh, basically um, inattentive presentation of ADHD. So it's the kind of distractibility, disorganization, um, difficulty with that the time uh, kind of management, prioritization. So a lot of those those critical skills for well being successful. Right. So you know. I think that's one of the, the first kind of misnomers about ADHD is that you can have ADHD without the H. So I'll give you a real kind of quick uh, history of ADHD because it's, it's really important to understand that this is not just an advent of our modern era. This is not an advent of drug companies. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting um, that ADHD is kind of like the whipping boy of psychiatry uh, in, in the media. Um, and it's what's interesting about that is that there's truly there's no other disorder in all of psychiatry and mental health that is more researched and has is no, we know so much about it even though there's still so much more to learn we know so much about it and yet when you c- compare that to all the misinformation that is out there I it's it's unfortunately I think that misinformation is winning and it's a problem 
you know, people are afraid of, of medication. People are, you know, I think it's, it's a made-up disorder. You know, there was a book, you know, the, the ADHD is a myth or something like that. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, can you imagine taking any group of people, you know, if it was a, a, a racial group of people or any kind of minority and saying those people aren't real? Right. I mean, it's, it's hurtful. It's defeating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, so then I just must be lazy and not care. Which we actually know based on neuroscience that, um, in fact, people with ADHD, not only are they not lazy, they're actually working harder. Their brain is working harder than people without ADHD when it comes to doing various cognitive tasks that require sustained attention, problem solving. Um, and we can see this on functional MRI scans when we can see the kind of the brain in, in motion. Um, so going back to the, the history of ADHD, so in the 1930s, uh, there's a psychiatrist and uh, Dr. Bradley who um, was working with this group of, of young boys in an inpatient psychiatric hospital and decided that he was going to try to treat these hyperactive, impulsive boys with stimulant medications. And the, his, his staff and the nurses and the staff thought he was absolutely crazy. And um, they were you know, threatening to resign their posts. And, and what they found was amazing because he had this theory that the frontal cortex of our brain, the part of our brain that's truly responsible for planning, organizing, uh, sequencing, time management, uh, you know, inhibiting those emotional responses, you know, all the things that help us move our goals forward. He had this theory that that part of the brain was under aroused. So he, his theory was, well, if we can arouse that part of the brain, we can help it work better. And he was absolutely right. So we think about, okay, so this started back in the 1930s. Well, that's what we fought until about two or three years ago when there was a manuscript discovered uh, in an old uh, German uh, medical transcript uh, or manuscript that described all the features of ADHD uh, that we know today. Um, but it was called something different. And one of the, um, the most interesting things that I, I, uh, that I think was, it was almost better described in what he wrote than it was, than it currently is today, because they describe the the inconsistencies of behavior. And he also describes that how that people have difficulty with sustaining attention, especially when tasks are not interesting or engaging. Yet when something is interesting and engaging, how there is a kind of this, this superior level of attention, um, what sometimes people call hyper-focus. Yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's really interesting that you, that you say that. Um, Again, in, in complete transparency, we were talking before, uh, I was never diagnosed with ADHD. I don't even know if I have it, but I do have a lot of the the symptoms that you talk about or the characteristics that you talk about on your podcast, um, and you just nailed one of them right there, that if, if I find something that's interesting, even a book, I have a very hard time reading, mm -hmm. um, and it's just not going to happen if it's not an interesting book or it's not related to something I'm working on in my business. Um, we had mentioned be before the, we recorded here, the book, uh, influence, which I'm reading right now, which is directly related to, um, my digital ad agency and, and some of our clients and, and looking at how their customers are responding to different things. And I can't put it down. Like I, I, mm. I wake up in the morning and I pick up my Kindle and start reading it. And then I, you know, go to work and come home and do the same thing. And I've never been like that really with, with any medium 
at all that isn't interesting. That's that's awesome. You know, and I think you, you hit upon a, a really important point, and that's an issue that's starting to gain some more traction in the field of ADHD, and that's with, with reading difficulties. And the, 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 the typical reading difficulty is related to our kind of wandering mind. Um, you know, I, I wrote a blog post a, a while back called is, is ADHD Mind Wandering Syndrome. Hmm. You know, it's, it's like it's always scanning and it it's, has a hard time staying kind of laser focused on things. Right. Um, you know, so the way I would describe the reading challenges, and, and I used to struggle with this uh, tremendously, but I've, I've, you know, I've learned a lot of strategies now and, and with the help of medication, I, I don't struggle with this as much. But so you start reading something and then it triggers a thought. And then that ch- thought triggers another thought, and then that thought triggers another thought. But you continue <laughs> to read because, you know, to have to be able to recognize, that, oh, I'm actually not paying attention to what I'm reading would require that, that kind of self-monitoring, stopping, inhibiting the thought, and then, you know, deciding what to do with it at that point. But because, you know, we, we want to get through whatever we're reading, we continue to read, get to the end of whatever we're reading and realize we have no idea what we just read. That's so, I only laugh because I'm, it's exactly what happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you get to the end of the chapter and you're like, I have no idea what that chapter was about. Yeah. And, Crazy. you know, before before um, I got diagnosed with ADHD and I was in, when I was in college, um, that was what like all reading was like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still remember and I still I still get emotional about the, the story about when I first when I took medication for the first time and sat down with one of my textbooks and I got through an entire ch- chapter and I absorbed everything I read. And I was like, I, I just enjoyed what I just read. Like I, I want to keep reading. I, that was a, a that was a truly a, it was a life changing experience. That was like, oh, this is what normal feels like. What um what triggered you? So you you went to to see a doctor. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you were you were just like, this is out of control. Like I gotta. I got to go so to the my, and see my what's freshman going on year here. of college, I mean, you know, everyone, uh, well, not everyone, but, but you know, freshman year, it's, it's a fun year. Yeah. Um, I think it's a miracle that more kids don't fail out of I know. college. Myself and included. So, <laughs> right. I, and I was, you know, I was pretty close. So my first semester, I got a 2.2. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my, my parents basically said, you got to get those grades up or you're coming home. Mm-hmm. So I decided, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll open up the books this semester. <laughs> so I did. And I got a 1.8. Oh, no. Yeah. So somehow I was able to convince my, my parents to give me one more chance. And I have no idea what it was that I said that, that actually convinced them. Because thinking, looking back to it, if I were in their position, you know, they were sending me to a, a private school. There's, there's no way I would have sent me back if yeah. I were them. <laughs> Caught them on a good day, I guess, huh? <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe I, you know, I had that... that charming uh the power of charm where i can really just convince uh you know somebody and part what it was is i really wanted to do well like i was truly like i would i would probably tell them i promise i'll do better and i'm sure that i meant it you know it just like if you know if you're a parent and and you have kids with, with adhd you know and your kid says to you, you know I'll, I'll try better next time and you're like yeah i've heard that before well the thing to understand is that they're telling you the truth they they, they do want to do better next time they intend on trying to do better next time but something in the brain isn't really working the way it's supposed to, and they don't have the skill set to do what they need to do, so the results are the same. So I, I went back to school, and I, I think it was like the week before I started classes, I was uh, having 
dinner with this girl who still to this day I don't remember who it was and I've been, I've been trying to figure out who it was that I had this dinner with because she was telling me that over the summer she was diagnosed with ADHD and she was describing these things to me and it was like this light bulb moment where for the first time in my life someone was explaining to me what it was like to be inside my brain yeah and I was like oh my god you know so I went that week and and I think rested the very next day and I don't I'm not usually want to take action the very next day unless it's really meaningful to me. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I think about it for a while and think about it some more and then I think about why I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> but I took action that very next day and I uh, and I went and got that evaluation and it was confirmed that I had ADHD and the reason that it it went you know un, undiagnosed is because I wasn't hyperactive. So I was I was spacey. I was you know in my head you know. Uh, not paying attention in class versus being impulsive and hyperactive, uh, getting in trouble. Right. Although historically, I look back and I guess I did have some symptoms of of impulsivity it's creeping in um, there, huh? Yeah. You know, there there are these moments like, right, really, I did that. What did I do? You know. Well, this <laughs> why is did a, I, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is probably something very unique, especially because we're on a podcast right now. But um, I I plan on doing the same thing. I'm going to go get an evaluation. I never have before. I, uh, you, you kind of mentioned this earlier. Like I've always had kind of that a little bit of a fear of the medication mm-hmm. and, and going down that route. And, you know, do I, do I really want, like if I do have it and medication helps, do I really want to be on that for the rest of my life? And, but, you know, again, your podcast, my own research, this is not recent, like years. I owned a business before this business and had the same exact problem. I didn't do so hot in uh, college or high school for that matter. Uh, I made it through, kind of like you said. I started out a little rough, but then figured out. And luckily I was in, actually, this is a really good point uh, to our to your earlier point about focus on your interests. I went to school for kinesiology, which if you talk to somebody who's not into kind of like the human body and they they say it's the hardest thing in the world. Like, you know, I had friends that couldn't pass anatomy, whereas I, I did very well in anatomy, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Like, I, I couldn't – history uh, failed it the first time. Math failed it both times. Uh, you know, just I, I you, couldn't – Only twice? It took me three times to get to college math. <laughs> Yeah, well, and my, when I, I took um, uh, stats in um, when I was an undergrad at the community college during the summer, because you know apparently there's certain classes that are just easier to take at community college and get just the credit for it. Right. And I got to tell you, I got the most unearned C I think I've ever gotten in my life. All right, well, hey, you I got mean, it. it was, but you know, kind of to your point though, so like I didn't understand stats at all. I was like, oh my, what, huh? And then in grad school, when I had to take research methods, which is basically applied stats. And right. not only did I get it, I loved it. Like it was like, oh, this is the why. And if I understand the why, it all it makes sense to me. Right. Well, yeah, I, I actually I took stats too, and that's probably why I only failed math twice, is because the stats that I took was in the psychology department. And so uh it was it had a psychology focus in stats. Mm-hmm. And you know, so there was a little bit less math in it. Maybe that's why I passed it. But uh <laughs> but um yeah, so so after this podcast, I'm going to get an evaluation, and I'd love to, at some point down the road, revisit and show you my results and talk about that. But that's uh, 
you know, sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your story, first of all, because it helps me out a lot. And hopefully it helps out some of the other people out there who might just not under, not understand. Like you said, that might not know if it this, is this a real thing? Is this right? like right. we were talking about earlier? Does everybody just have this now because of digital media and all these different things? And you know, and, and here's the thing too. The other point about the digital media is that I I do think that it it can exacerbate the, the symptoms for people who have it. And I do think we are all a little bit more distracted. And uh, and I do think that our attention spans are you know a, a bit shorter. Of course, um, yeah. I mean, there's research that that shows that. But that does not mean that you have ADHD. Right. Okay. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of the the I sometimes use the uh, kind of tongue in cheek example of you know yeah we all put our keys in the refrigerator sometimes it's all happened to us right you know, we just do that absent minded thing but people with ADHD do stuff like that all the time right and it's and it's chronic and it's an all environment it's not the occasional absent minded moment where you're like oh my god I gotta go I can't find my phone oh wait a minute I'm on my phone <laughs> yeah actually I got a I got a pretty funny story. Um, I, <laughs> I was, uh, uh, in the morning, I got up in the morning one morning and was late for work. Uh, this is before I owned my own business and scurried to get my clothes on brush my teeth and didn't even have time to shower, like flying around looking for my keys, found my keys. And then I'm like flying around and I'm like, where are my shoes? Where are my shoes? Where are my shoes? I did this literally for like a minute, half asleep and then realized they were on my feet. And I'm, <laughs> I, I woke up, I thought this was going, I thought you were going to say, and I just realized it was Saturday. Oh yeah. No, I've done, actually, I've done that a few times too, but, <laughs> well, but that was, because these are the things that people with ADHD tend to do often, especially if they, if they're not managing it. Right. I mean, I, John, I, I've been to, I've, I've been early to doctor's appointments, except I went to the wrong doctor on the wrong day. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, it's these de- the, the details of life tend to um, kind of trip us up. Um, you know, a couple of things real quick too. If, if people are listening and they're like, well, hey, I kind of want to know more about this. I did uh, in October, which is ADHD Awareness Month, I did an episode of my podcast that's just kind of an ADHD one-on-one where I really just kind of walk through what, what is uh, clinically what ADHD really is. So if you want to know more information about um, okay, what is ADHD diagnostically? Um, I would encourage people to to check out that. I think it's episode thirty five or thirty six. This, this title is ADHD one hundred and one. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I, as I was mentioning, once I got that diagnosis and started taking medication, you know, so I, I finished my freshman year with a, a cumulative average of a two point But after that, I didn't get anything lower than a three point five. Wow! And then I went to grad school and I finished with a four So it works. It, it works, and um, you know the the thing that the aha moments that I had, especially in grad school, was when you know the working hard like wasn't enough. Like I I, I was working my butt off, and I needed to really learn strategies. So you know, there's a, a a saying that pills don't teach skills, which is very very true. Right. Um, but they can help you focus, and they can help you learn those skills and actually apply them. Um, you know, it's I look at 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 uh, medication for ADHD, kind of like glasses for your brain. You know, it's if if you need insulin, are you going to say just try harder to make insulin? It's like, no, you're going to take medication that you need for, for to manage diabetes. And um, can you imagine how hard, like, you know, if, if you're listening to this or if you're me, you know, how hard you're working right now to mm-hmm. do this stuff? Like, can you imagine if you work that hard, but then also had, you know, that the help that you need, you know, the mental focus that you need in addition to that, how much more you'd get done. 
Right, right. And it's it's truly it's it's not about just trying harder and it's not a character flaw. And you know, and here's the thing to understand too, motivation is neurological. It's not mm-hmm. a character component, it's neurological. Mm-hmm. It has to do with this this neurotransmitter called dopamine. And we are all dopamine seeking creatures as as mammals. We like to do things that feel good. And if we have to get something done, you know, for people with ADHD, the boring tasks, we don't get enough of that dopamine hit just by accomplishing those tasks. It's it's more an, of an aversive than it is a, a rewarding thing to complete them. So we often put them off and procrastinate. Um, and it's and it's a challenge. It, it really is. It's a, it's a challenge to activate the, the brain enough to get tasks started and completed, especially if they're not interesting. Um, I know we've we talked a ton about ADHD, and I want to jump a little bit more into just some general productivity stuff. But yeah, and we probably should favorite topics. We sh- we sh- but real quick before we go there, what are and and I'm going to link up the ADHD 101 that you mentioned. So people that want more information, they can definitely hit, hit up our uh, show notes page, successfulandfit.com/slash zero six. Um, head over there, but uh, can you rattle off a few of the most common symptoms of ADHD just for people out there who are like, you know, face value? What What is this stuff? Okay. Um, so ADHD is broken up into three kind of um, uh, areas. There's the, as I was mentioned, the hyperactivity slash impulsivity, and there's nine features of that. Um, and so that can be things like... Um, often interrupts others, often uh, kind of skips over the, the rules and um, protocols of, of the way you're supposed to kind of go about do things, um, has a hard time just sitting, um, you know, feels like you're, you're like driven by a motor, like you can't just be still and just be, you have to be doing something. There's like this inner drive that it, you're almost like uncomfortable um, with, with being bored. And I look at boredom when you have ADHD as a capital B boredom. Like it's a truly can be a truly distressing uh, state, uh, feeling bored. Um, you know, will spend uh, way beyond their means. Will not think through the consequences of uh, of their actions, and often have you know, there's there's especially with adults, there's often the paper trail that of that that's part of the diagnosis, and that's the paper trail of late fees, um, arrest records. Uh, and warnings and and pink slips and getting fired at work, um, so it's kind of all all of that kind of paper trail, and that's the hyperactivity, impulsivity uh, aspect. Mm, okay. And as as um, you know, ADHD is actually a developmental delay of uh, of the primarily of the prefrontal cortex, that front part of the brain. So what happens is for kids who are really hyperactive and impulsive, that hyperactivity and uh, tends to actually decrease over time and then it kind of transitions to more of a cognitive hyperactivity it's like the brain's constantly racing but there i but i do know many adults who still feel like they have the energy of like a 10 year old gotcha okay um which as an adult can be you know sometimes a good thing yeah then there's the 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 inattentive um symptoms and that's the and there's nine symptoms there and that's some of the symptoms are um you know poor time management uh often loses uh, their their belongings or their um, or not prepared for things that they need to be prepared for, whether it's a work meeting, whether it's school, um, you know, 
misses important deadlines, uh, forgets to follow through with, with things. Um, a difficulty with what's called working memory. Um, so one of the, the uh, so we also have the experience that we walk into a room and we're like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, why did I come in here? Yeah. <laughs> but people with ADHD have a real challenge with this. Um, and so it's, I, my default position is I'm going to forget, which is fine because just, I just write everything down. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, I, I talk about how the, one of the lies that we tell ourselves is with ADHD is I'll remember that because when, when, we, when we say that and we think that and we compare it to the reality, we don't remember. Never it. happens. So, so write it down. Yeah. Um, so those are, I mean, so there's nine symptoms of the hyperactivity impulsivity, nine symptoms of the, of the um, uh, inattentive. And then you can have a, a, a combination of both. For kids, you need to have six out of nine of either of those features. For adults, you need to have five out of nine of either of those features. And they need to be present from um, basically from adolescence. It used to be that you need to have what was the arbitrary age of seven. You need to have symptoms by. They recently updated it to the arbitrary age of twelve. I look at it as you need to have you need to kind of present symptoms before puberty or around that time. But there's even some questioning if that's the uh, uh, best way to look at it. Um, they need to be impairing. It needs to be happening for more than six months. And it needs to not be as a result of some other medical um, uh, explanation. For example, sleep disorders, which are often can be associated with ADHD. I have worked with clients who, and I usually refer most of my clients out to get sleep studies if they have any kind of abnormality with their sleep. And I've had clients who they find out that they have sleep apnea and they start treating the sleep apnea and these, their symptoms of ADHD go away, which is just remarkable. Um, so I, I have a, that, that's one of my biggest issues is, is sleep. Actually, it's, it's getting myself to just turn my brain off and go to bed. Oh, yeah. And so I just, you know, I wonder, hmm, you know, maybe I should go to sleep study. And I did. And I guess the good and bad news was is that they said I slept fine and I didn't have any sleep apnea. So I'm still just stuck with my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, it's like, it's like you're talking to me about myself. This is, this is a really, really eye opening. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there are in the shoes you were in before you went to get evaluated. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the shoes that I'm in right now, sleep is a bit, it's always been very, uh, I can if I wake up at 4 a.m. and do a whole you know go through a whole day I'm gonna fall asleep at night. Yeah. But you know if I wake up at seven o'clock and do that regularly, I still don't fall asleep until oh, you wake midnight up at four. Wow. That's no 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 no. I'm just saying if if I have a day like that I'll fall oh, okay. asleep at night. Yeah. No. God no. Um. But on on a normal day you know if I'm waking up at 7 a.m. or or you know, 8 a.m. or something like that, I still cannot fall asleep before midnight. My mind doesn't, you know, it doesn't shut off. Even if yeah. I, I do all the tricks, write things down, uh, mm-hmm. you know, read. Well, let me tell you, so, so yesterday I was, I was telling you before we started recording, I was uh, on um, Entrepreneur on Fire, and I really wanted to have a sharp you know, mind for this. And I know that when I don't sleep well, my brain is foggy. Mm-hmm. So I wrote in my, in my daily to-do list, and I'm actually opening it to that page right now. And I have a really big, uh, you know, to, to leave my office at 730, to be in bed by 10, with lights out by 1030. And I left my office at 11. Yep. It's like, and here's the it's, thing. It's like, I know. Here, here's the frustrating thing about ADHD. It's you know what to do, but you have a hard time doing it. 
Yes. It's like my brain does not learn its lessons. Like I cognitively, I've learned the lesson. I know how important sleep is. I know that I am, I am negatively impacted. I know the consequences of, of not getting good sleep. But my brain, a part of my brain that, that needs to integrate those lessons learned into the actions that I take, it just, it's, there's something there that's not connecting. And it's frustrating. And it's neurological because it's certainly not because I don't care. And that is the best possible segue into the next segment, actually. Um, you know, we talked about talking about productivity. And one of the yeah. questions I wanted to ask you was, you know, I'm big right now into trying to establish more of a routine, as we talked about a little earlier. Um, and I feel like it's, I feel a lot like it's a lost cause. <laughs> like I have this perfect routine set. Okay, I want to wake up in the morning. First thing I want to do is jump in the shower, wake myself up. Then I want to do a little exercise, stretching of some sort. Do this, do that. I want to, do, you know, I have a routine before I go to bed. And exactly like you said, I just find myself veering from that. I might do it two days in a row and it goes great. I feel great. It's working. But for some reason, something sneaks in there and completely changes that. Where, you know, where do you fall off the rail? Uh, I don't what, know. What point of day? You mean like my, my routine? Yeah. It's usually not during the, like during the day. It's, it's, you know, day after day of doing that, like the third day in, I just find something changes in there and it throws the whole entire thing off. And then I, so does it begin with, with you not, you know, getting in the shower first thing? Um, if I, if I had to guess, it usually happens because during the day running a business, things happen, shit happens. Like, okay. And then my usually my night doesn't happen, and then things are thrown off. My so, night routine. So, John, as, as a coach, here, here's what I would be thinking about. I would want to know, okay, what's actually working right? Because what what you're telling, what you said was, you know, you, you start these routines, and then then it all goes to shit. Right. 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 But what I would want to know is there any part of it that's not going to shit? And so I want to know, okay, so do you get up on a regular basis, and the first thing you do is do shower. Yeah, if I had to, yeah, my my mornings actually, yeah. Now that you asked, okay. my mornings so are pretty a, good. You have a well established morning routine, right? Great. Okay. So what we they got to focus on is where do, where do the the wheels on the bus start falling off? Yeah, it's it's the the during the day. Like you said, sometimes I'm at the office late. Sometimes I'm I'm just putting out fires, you know. Okay. And and then my evening routine. I might go out and socialize, you know, I do CrossFit. I picked that up recently. So I might be trying to fit in a CrossFit workout. So, you know, I'm not expecting that I'm going to have a perfect routine throughout the mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. But that night, if I can get that in, I feel like that would bring me back to ground zero a little bit, you know? Okay. Are there times, like, are, are there times that you are able uh, to, uh, to really follow through in the, in the day that you planned and uh, you feel like you, you are able to be successful. And, and if so, what are the, what are the things and, and the activities that you were able to, to do um, that worked for you? Like when you go to CrossFit, does that help you with your routine? Well, yeah, it does. Um, the, the problem with that, and maybe I can fix this. I just have to, you know, sometimes I go at noon, sometimes I go at three 30, sometimes I go at four 30, and it, it really depends on what's, you know, meetings for business, if I'm on the road, things like that. Um, okay. So there's just some of that you can't determine all the time. But um, that 
the the days that I do have a pretty routine day are the days that I usually spend in the office. I mean, that's when I can get out at at five, you know, mm-hmm. or six, mm-hmm. and go home and do you know, uh, unwind a little bit, read, do my normal routine, be in bed by ten o'clock, which is honestly kind of ideal. Okay. Sometimes I don't fall asleep, but you know. John, let me ask you this: Do you do you currently track your exercise routines? Um, like, do, you, how, do you write stuff down? No. So, so I I did. I w- my background's in fitness. I was a trainer for a long period of time, mm-hmm. um, and I I did that for a long period of time. Now that I'm out of that industry, I'm you know quote retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've gone into CrossFit for the pure reason that I don't want to think about that. That's like one thing that I want to get out of my head on a daily routine is what, what am I going to do to work out? So now I have a coach that basically coaches me to. Oh, the, the accountability piece is amazing. Yeah. Like having that because then, then you don't have to, to depend so much on your own kind of a, a willpower to, to do that. Exactly. Um, um, so I know my case is probably a little, you know, everybody out there is not a business owner. A lot of my listeners are, but, um, but but they own, everyone out there owns something. Whether it's the job that they have, whether it's a responsibility at home. So you know, I, I think that the world of entrepreneurship, I think it's really um, applies to many of us. Uh, even who you know, I think my wife who who stays at home now with with raising our son, and you know, she's she's the owner of the home. You know, it's like she takes care of so much, and right. so you know, in in her own way, she's she's an entrepreneur, and she has a really tricky boss. Because I'm telling you, my, my three-year-old, <laughs> he, he throws her curveballs all day long. Oh, man. I bet. So, you know, when when we think about, okay, so that's part of our of our kind of day is that we have go through the day and there are unexpected things that come up. So we have to learn how to create, in a sense, a, a battle plan for these different scenarios. Because in a sense, there is a predictability to it. Well, one of the important things to do, though, is to find those patterns and then to develop pre-established if-then decisions. So if you have a meeting that comes at the last minute and it's between 1 and 2 o'clock, then my next target goal would be to get to the gym by 5. You know, So you don't have to think about it every single time because the more you have to kind of juggle and reprioritize your day in your mind – the more you are taxing your brain and using what we call those executive functions, which are the part of the brain that is impaired in ADHD. And the more you use it throughout the day, the less you have available to use. Mm, yes. Okay. So you're is, su- would you suggest that, uh, you know, so you'd mentioned earlier, and I know this, you know, somebody with ADHD or sim- you know, symptoms, they want to do things, they're intent. So I'm intent on doing these if then, uh, you know, uh, strategies, so to speak. H- how does somebody make sure that this happens? They write it right down right now. They put it in their calendar. What are a few tips you might have? Well, I think part of it is kind of the, the sitting down and looking at the problem areas that you that they want to address, and then really sit down and map out. Okay, what are the what are all the things that happen that that seem to come up? What are the obstacles that get in my way, and how can I problem solve? And we're going to have a lot more resources in our brain. When we do this, when we're not actually having to problem solve at that moment, you know, I was I was talking to a, a client actually yesterday who was a police officer, and we were actually talking a little bit about routine and how it kind of taxes the the brain. And I asked him like, so as a police officer, you uh, you get you get you wear the same thing every day. He's like, 
do you like not having to make that decision of what you're going to wear every day? And he just is like, I never really thought about that, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, we need to create more of that kind of stuff in your life. You know, the, the issue that he was talking about is you know, him, him and, uh, and, and his wife are often have the, the, and this is a common, I think, issue within families is where do you want to go for dinner? What do you want to for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. They need to dress something and they're like, no, I don't want to do that. And <laughs> so it's like, and how is this? Is, I mean, there's probably sitcom episodes about this very same thing because it's such, a, I think, a very universal thing. Yeah. But if you sat down and you're like, okay, where are all the, the places that we like to go? Where are all the places we want to try? Let's make this master list. Let's create a, 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 create a blank, basically, month and then create a menu that can repeat itself every month. And so now you have a tool that you can go to instead of trying to reinvent the wheel every single time you need to make this decision. I love it. Okay. I'm all about systems and saving the brain. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build that kind of master list, you know, as we speak. So this helps a ton. Um, and in listening to your, your podcast and doing a little research, um, you know, and being involved in your brand a little bit, you talk about apps and digital media a little bit and yeah. productivity. Yeah. What are, I, I, I'm curious, what are some of the apps that you or your, your coaching clients, um, use to help what we're talking about, you know, help organize some of these thoughts and events and things. You know, yeah, I, I am kind of in the ADHD world. I'm sort of known as like the app guy, and I and I'm I want to sort of rebrand that a little bit to get more known as the productivity guy. Um, well, let's the, start here. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So you know, I, and I I am big into apps, and I and as a way to leverage technology. But one of the things that I find a lot of people with ADHD uh, do is they kind of go through the kind of the app shuffle. Um, you know, where it's like they, they're constantly looking at new apps because they said that, well, this app didn't work for me. It's like, well, what, what is working mean for you? And I think when we kind of dive deep into that, I think what they sort of not, re, not fully consciously realize is they're hoping that the app is going to actually do the task for them. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't do that. You know, it, it can help kind of uh, push the reminder of that task to you at the right time, at the right place. Um, it can help organize your ideas. But you're the, you're the one that has to do the work. Um, you know, however, if you do a lot of stuff online, you can automate things through things like Ift. Uh, you know, if this, then that, I-F-T-T-T. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you use that? No. Oh, man. You know, Ift is a really cool, um, it, there's an app for it, you can, there's a web interface for it, and it basically uses these different channels, and channels can be anything from, you know, Facebook, Dropbox, email, text message, um, uh, SoundCloud, and what you do is you create these recipes. So it's if you're tagged in a photo in, Sound, in, a, a photo in Facebook, then upload that to my Dropbox. And it's all automatic. Wow, that is cool. All right, checking that out for sure. Okay, and that's free. Um, there, there's another really cool one that uses uh, the, the Wemo. Um, there's a wireless like plug and motion sensor. So you can actually set up these sequences to record on a – so if you detect motion and you have this little motion sensor that's in your office, that's like 60 bucks, then record the date and time onto a Google sp uh, Doc spreadsheet. So you can record when you're coming and going. And that uses, what was the wearable? Wemo? Uh, Wemo. It's, it's a plug-in. You can get it at, I think, like the Apple Store. You can even get it at like Home Depot because it's, uh, it's a, a motion sensor. And if you really want to have fun with it, 
you set it up like in your like a friend's office, and what you can actually do is you'll get a text message when it detects motion, and then you can <laughs> on your phone turn the lights on and off. Like, that, what's going on? That is awesome. <laughs> uh, totally doing that with my coach, so that's my that's a, kind of a fun one. Um, but you know, one of the the really I think important things for people to do is before they even decide, okay, I'm going to make all these changes, is to first really know how they're spending their time. And one of the, I think the best ways, especially if you do a lot of stuff on, on your computer and doing, you know, online uh, content, there's a, a, um, a brand, there's a company called um, Freedom. Not for, I'm sorry, not Freedom. That's, that's another one that I want to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now completely blanking on what it is. Is, uh, it, uh, is it rescue time? It is rescue time. Boom. Thank you. I, I, I was having my, my ADHD moment there. I do use that one. And that's and that's really cool because it just it tells you what you're doing online and and on your computer and I like how you can categorize things between the range of very distracting to very productive and then you can even set up goals regarding how much time you're doing certain things and then the other one that I was just mentioning was uh, freedom which man I I thought about this one like when I first heard about this I was thinking about it for nine months I should probably download this and I finally did it. And I, I wish I didn't wait so long. What freedom does is it blocks you from the internet. You can create a schedule and say, okay, at, at this time, I want to not be allowed to get onto the internet. And then the only way to get around it is to actually restart your computer. Whoa. Right. And that's enough, usually enough of a barrier to, to stop you from the, if you have a real bad case of one more thing itis like I do, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. Um, I actually have I kind of, uh, comedically fallen into a couple uh, issues with that though i was doing a, uh, a webinar and i forgot to unschedule it <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's terrible but you know when when you're doing adhd stuff people just like yep we, we get it it's, it's all good wow <laughs> you know, i never thought of that yeah you get and... you get a little bit of a pass sometimes huh well you know but i <laughs> What's really cool about you know having ADHD and focusing on helping people with ADHD be more productive is that the idea of, okay, when mistakes happen, how can we capture those mistakes and turn them into gold? Yeah. Okay? And so I turn them into gold, but I create these kind of systems checklists. And so one of the checklists I now have um, for doing a webinar is to make sure that my freedom software is off. How do you, uh, I'm curious, where do you put all your checklists? Cause mine are on way too many different pieces of paper, Evernote. Like it, I just got to put it in one spot. Right. Right. So I, you know, a lot of my things are on Evernote and okay. the, um, you know, it's, well, here's the thing I, I'm going to be doing, I'm, I'm launching a, a coaching group, uh, in January and I'm going to be doing two free webinars and there is a, a big secret that I'm going to be sharing in one of these webinars about how I kind of use my main planning tool. And it might be surprising to some people. Perfect. Well, since this is going to be running December 29th. My um, birthday. Your birthday. Yeah. We're going to wish you a huge happy birthday when it releases. So prepare everybody. That's awesome. And uh, if it's out by then, um, we'll link it up, that webinar. Yeah. So the, the pre-launch starts... Uh, officially starts the day after my birthday and I'm going to have a webinar then. So the best way you can kind of get on to that is just go to my website, um, which is ADHDrewired.com and just sign up for my, my newsletter there and uh, then you'll get all the notifications 
um, regarding uh, the the coaching group and the free webinars that I'm going to be uh, doing. And it's I'm going to be walking people through how I do productivity, and I'm going to be doing um, a presentation that I've given before, and I'm giving the webinar version of it called Productivity 2.0, Smart Tools and Smarter Apps for Getting Things Done. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to have to be a part of that. Please do. And uh, awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting today. Uh, you helped me out a ton. I hope you helped out all of our listeners, you know, business owners out there, managers, professionals, whoever they are. You know, the goal is to figure out some sort of balance with this, you know, crazy workaholic life that, that a lot of us have. Um, you know, and I know a lot of that. I'm, I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, we all are. You know, we all are. But But understanding, you know, for me, understanding the ADHD part of it for people out there who maybe don't have it, but are trying to understand, you know, how do we become more productive? Uh, you know, the, 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 cro- the crossover, you know, the tie in of a lot of the things that would help somebody with ADHD, um, would help somebody with productivity. I mean, a lot that of it is very the, similar. That is the truth. That is that. That's what I'm trying to help more and more kind of businesses see. Is that it's in a sense, it's kind of like a universal design. It's you know, it's if someone with ADHD can do it, then everyone can do it. I mean, that's it's you know, it's the idea of the, the ramp versus the stairs. You know, you have the the kid that's that's w- looking at the uh, the maintenance staff at the school uh, who's in the wheelchair and is like. You know, can you can you please uh, shovel off the the uh, the snow from the ramp so I can get into the school? And the maintenance guy says to the the kid, "Well, you know, you'll have to wait. You know, I got I have a you know a thousand other kids to let into the school." And the kid says to the maintenance guy, "Well, if you clear the ramp, then everyone can get in, including me." Right. Yeah, that's a killer analogy. Yeah. So, uh, can I put you on the spot for just a sec? Yeah, please do. As this airs right before the new year. Do you have any uh, a big shiny goals for 2015? I do. Um, uh, so one personal goal of mine, first of all, is um, I want to compete in CrossFit. So um, that is my big kind of um, balance goal. You know, non-professional goal is is I just recently started. Um, I had told you I was a strength and conditioning coach. Previously, so I had always been training other people and finally have have gotten, you know, to a place where somebody else is training me and I and I want to compete and I want to see how far I can take it. So it gives me something to, to kind of a goal that's that's non uh, professional. Cool. So that's Very one. Cool. Um goal for my business, I do have a goal. My my goal is to um so in complete transparency, um I own a company called Good Monster and I had some employees and we were, we were doing great. And I kind of had an epiphany that I don't want to grow the company by myself, like as a sole owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of research in, in uh, venture capital, uh, you know, and, and, and startups and, and how they grow and the most efficient ones. And they almost never have single owners or founders. Um, and if they do, a lot of venture capitalists don't invest. They they have a formula, and part of that formula is to have a team. Um, so my goal for 2015, I, I actually I let my employees go that I had. They weren't uh, a good fit for kind of my growth strategy. And my, my goal is to bring on um, uh, entrepreneurs – you know, kind of, kind of that that entrepreneurial drive um, with four categories: somebody with grit, somebody with leadership, somebody who's creative, 
and uh, somebody who has has a, a great character, and ha- and bring them on to help build the pillars. So we do search engine optimization, we do social media, we build websites, we um, we do video production. So my goal is to bring on throughout 2015 five people who will grow their own pillars, uh, which will then grow the company. Um, and I love that. That's awesome. And it's uh, I've been really trying to figure out the best way to do it and make it as as attractive as possible for the people coming on. Because I know as an entrepreneur, like I don't want to work for anybody. And I know that the people who probably are per- a perfect fit for for this type of arrangement are gonna need the freedom to, you know, to build their own pillar. Um, so it's <laughs> I've been interviewing a lot of people. I've been vetting kind of. Uh, I even have a mentor, a, bi- a business coach that I go to in, in this process, trying to figure out the best way to do it. But I'm convinced that if I can pull this off. Uh, you know, the company will grow f- fast as hell. I mean, way faster than I can do myself. And and it's going to be full of the the perfect type of people, you know, that core team. Jenna, you, you just sound like the, the epitome of what good leadership sounds like. Well, th- I, I truly wish you the best of luck on that because that's, that, you know, you, you really sound like you are, are driving based on a vision, based on your values. And that's that's the best way to go. You are, you are going forward with two eyes open. And so I wish you the best of luck. And I think, you know, I, I have no doubt you'll be successful with it. Thank you, Eric. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Um, before we leave, what is, uh, what's the perfect uh, or a couple of perfect places for people to contact you? I'm already going to link up your website and your newsletter uh, and suggest that. But what about some social media or, or other? Sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm on Twitter at Eric Tivers, and that's Eric with a C. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, on Facebook. Um, I also have a Facebook uh, group that you have to request access for, and I, I screen everybody in the group. So uh, you know, make sure if if you are interested in, in coming into that group, um, that you check your other inbox because sometimes people don't see that. Because um, it's it's a really uh, it's a it's basically it's kind of a free coaching group. Um, you know, it's it's I, I refer to it as the waiting room. Uh, to the the premier group, which is you know as I mentioned before, I'm getting ready to launch uh, another. Uh, it's a, it's a three month coaching group, and we actually have almost daily coaching calls. Uh, it's it's intense, and if if you have a big shiny goal that that you want some extra accountability to, and you just want a little bit more help and kind of creating more clarity on your goals, and you know this this might be a great group for you. Um, so you can find out more information about that on my website, which is erictivers.com or ADHDrewired.com. Um, I think that's the main stuff that I'm on as far as online. Um, you can email me through my website as well. Okay, great. Um, now I just want to clarify for anybody listening to these coaching programs, the group, uh, this is open to non ADHD people who are interested in productivity as well, correct? So, great question. I mean, um, I mean, where so, should they go if they want these these different, you know, sides? So the the coaching group is for people with ADHD or ADHD like tendencies. So they, you, know, you don't need to have that formal diagnosis to to be in the group, right? Um, but if you identify with a lot of the things that you've heard here, or you've just kind of wondered if if you if you have it. Um, 
it's certainly the right uh, group for you. Okay. And one of the, the main differences is, I think, between this kind of uh, coaching and accountability group and others is that I just we really break things down and 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 help uh, people be accountable to things, um, and we just can't, we understand the the challenges that can come with that 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 you know people with our ADHD sometimes just don't always get. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. I'm going to link all this stuff up in the show notes. Like I said, um, successfulandfit.com slash zero six. Uh, Eric, thanks a lot for the insight. I appreciate it. And um, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. I want to thank Eric Tivers so incredibly much for speaking with me about ADHD, um, productivity, focus, and all his uh, professional insights on just ways that we can kind of balance all these distractions we have out there and uh, try to focus more on the important things. Uh, as you heard in the inter- interview, I you know, struggle with my own potential ADHD. You know, I'm not officially diagnosed, but Eric gives me some insight uh, on some evaluations, which I will be taking very soon, as soon as I can get an appointment to see if I do have ADHD. Uh, as you heard in the interview, you know, he got evaluated and it completely changed his life. Um, but even if you don't have ADHD, he gives tons of insights into productivity and focusing on the things that matter and, you know, achieving your own success through these different routines and to-do lists and just a ton of insight into into focusing your life. It's great. So I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. And please head over to successfulandfit.com slash zero six. You'll find links to his website, links to his podcast. Um, and as he mentioned, he is releasing a, uh, a coaching program that he's doing. He's actually releasing it uh, a day after this goes live. So if you're listening to this on uh, the launch date today, which is December 29th, head over to his website, erictivers.com and sign up for his webinar, which he teaches you a little bit more about what the coaching program is all about. You can learn all about, all about it over there. So head over to successfulandfit.com slash zero six, link over to his website, check it out and make sure you listen to this episode all the way through. If you kind of skim through, it's really got a lot of powerful insight, especially if you have trouble focusing and you even think that you might have ADHD a little bit, you're going to get a ton of knowledge from this. So, um, you know, make sure you skim back through and listen to it again if you didn't. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Until next time, have a fantastic day.